0: Hey guys, welcome along to Scheme Me Up Body, I am your host Rodney Stewart And uh, we're getting into another episode of Star Trek Picard And as I did say, every Tuesday we'll be doing new Star Trek And Thursdays we're doing the classic Star Trek stuff So Thursday's going to probably be the, the more popular uh, episodes in this podcast So bear with me, I want to try and do everything as... Often as I can. Like, if I just go from beginning of Star Trek r- right through to the very end of it, I like guess it's going to take years to get to the, the newer stuff. So I thought, you know, let's just go parallel with everything. And I should say, before we go any further, the audio you're going to be getting in the Star Trek Picard podcasts here is audio from YouTube videos that I recorded when the episodes were first aired like on the actual day they came out so there may be pieces in here that I'm saying things that you know kind of sound a bit off time-wise if you get my meaning but anyway this is episode 2 maps and legends and uh, I hope you enjoy it Legends, we're getting into episode 2 of Star Trek Picard. In this episode, it is called Maps and Legends. And this, for me, was a very, very tasty episode of quite a few callbacks to old Star Trek. But before we get going, uh, I've been reading up on different reports online about how absolutely terrible this show is. And it's never going to be as good... As old Star Trek was, and you know, a lot of articles that are really, really highly criticizing the show. Uh, Two points I'd like to make on that before we get into this review is the fact that, you know, I'm actually old enough to remember Star Trek The Next Generation in its original run on television. It, along with all the other spin-offs from the original Star Trek. Uh, the exact same thing was said for every every spin-off series when it originally aired. And you know, there's no difference here guys. And you know, looking back at Star Trek The Next Generation now, um you know, in a lot of ways it's actually a lot better than the original series ever was. Uh, I know that's a shocker to be said. Um But, you know, Deep Space Nine, absolutely legendary series. One which I haven't really seen enough of to give a real personal account on it. But, you know, looking back in the past and the reaction that it got. Yes, and Star Trek Voyager, absolutely fantastic. And another series that was absolutely brilliant in Star Trek history was Star Trek Enterprise. And it was very much, you know... I can remember even me being highly not anti against that series but just, you know, Oh, this is never going to work. And um, gladly get proved wrong in that and again. So you know, the fact that people are going to town in this series, only two episodes into it, means absolutely nothing at this point. Make up your own minds guys. The second point I would like to make there is... You know, the truth is, the sad reality of online content creation is if you want to make something that's going to be successful online, one of the quickest ways to do it is to be as controversial as possible and really start panning stuff. You know, especially when it comes to this sort of thing, Whenever you're talking about, you know, TV shows or movies or whatever, you know, if you're more controversial in your review style, you know, people are going to click onto those videos and blog posts a lot quicker than anything else. And I know that for a fact of actually, you know, have been trying to do this for quite a while because I can tell you from experience, I have made the mistake in the past of making a few videos and past channels that were, you know, quite controversial in nature and in titles and whatnot and those videos outperformed absolutely everything else you know so much more than your typical run the mill review video would do so you know i'm not putting any uh you know these arguments these things that people are saying about this show are not holding any water for me at this point but having said all that there i do have one huge criticism about this show episode two in particular which we will get to at the end of the episode so hang about and we'll get into it right now legends i wasn't expecting that intro to last quite as long as it did i apologize for that but here we go with the episode this is star trek picard episode two entitled maps and legends and of course at the end of the last episode we'll come up to the end of episode one the mysterious girl picard met Dash gets killed by uh, what we find out to be a Romulan death squad and we start to find out more about these guys in this episode uh, we discover that it is the Tal Shahar uh, Shahar Tal I have so many <laughs> big problems trying to say that word uh, this is nothing new in Star Trek history. These guys have popped up a few times in the past, and it turns out this is actually a deeper organization than the Tal Shahar. Shahar? S H A A R. Am I even saying that right? Tal I, I believe I'm. It just doesn't sound right for some weird reason. Called the Vash. Uh, Shat Shat Vaj. Okay. I didn't think I was going to butcher those two names as, as much as I did. Tal Shihar, a deeper organisation known as the Zat Vaj, uh, which is, a, you know, in Star Trek Next Generation, these guys were like the Romulan secret police. And we discover in this episode that the Zat is an even deeper organisation that kind of, you know... What they want is the destruction of anything as far as artificial life forms goes. And of course that would class data and everything. So these guys seem to be the the, the big movers and shakers at this point of the series. And we have only 11 episodes to cover this in. And we don't really get a big jump ahead in the storyline in this episode. But we do get to see... A lot of the backstory, you know, we got the up in episode one. Now we get, you know, a little bit of backstory. The episode opens up with, uh, you know, a flashback scene where they, uh, the androids, rebel against their creators, essentially, and destroy the shipyards on Mars. And we get to see these guys, and their, their skin tone is more like Commander Data. Like they're more like him and appearance and the way that they interact with people but they've got numbers on their heads you know they're like they're basically a slave class that rebels against their captors that's the kind of vibe that you get from this but uh, before the, the change happens you can see in the eyes of one of the androids whose number is F8 uh, Fit if you didn't get that reference It's like the first one to turn on screen, and he drops the defenses, the planetary defenses. And then, you know, through the security videos, you can see the ships attacking and whatnot. And then, uh, you know, he kills a lot of the humans around him and then turns the gun on himself. Um, Yes, it's. Then we get into the episode, of course, we've found out a good part about Daj and where she. Potentially came from, and Bruce Maddox has got a big part to play in this here, and Picard is intent on going fighting him. We discover that you know, if you know Star Trek at all, Bruce Maddox isn't a new character. He's quite an old character in the lore of Star Trek: Next Generation. Uh, he was the guy that originally wanted to, like you know, take Data. Off the Starship Enterprise at one point, dismantle them and start researching on how to build more androids like Data. Uh, that didn't happen because of Picard back in the day, and the next generation actually helped Data win a court case to prove that he was a sentient being, and uh, you know, Starfleet couldn't use him for research purposes. But between that time and now, up until Data's death, essentially, Data was you know actually you know sending reports to maddox and on his how he was progressing and whatnot so like this guy has had you know 20 years 20 to 30 years plus uh info coming directly from data himself and apparently he's worked out a way that he could reconstitute basically rebuild data from a single shred of his uh system is essentially what they're trying to give away in this episode and but he's apparently using that to create human androids human appearing androids and like you know something that looks absolutely 100 percent flesh and blood and uh, which is against federation rules now galactic since the attack on mars basically like no more synthetic life forms are allowed to be created uh it's against the rules. It's against the law now. No one's allowed to do it. Maddox disappears. After the Mars attacks. And Mars attacks. <sighs> That's such a geeky thing for me to just... Like Mars attacks. There's a phone call called Mars Attacks. I need to say it. <laughs> but. <laughs> oh gosh you wouldn't believe I turned 41 years old today. I am such a child. But uh, yes. He's basically been gone for this amount of time. So Picard is intent. I'm going to find him in this episode. But he's now retired not part of Starfleet anymore so he has to go and try and get hold of a ship to go in search of this guy Uh, his investigation up until now he's been looking for the twin sister of Dash Uh, he discovers she's off world doesn't know where she's at but he knows he needs a ship the only place he can get one is Starfleet but Picard ran his mouth off in episode 1 and an interview about how he left starfleet and uh, when he does go to starfleet it's not a warm welcome Um, as he enters starfleet interestingly enough there is in the the reception area of starfleet building there is holograms of two starships showing up in the air Uh, there is the enterprise which at the first quick look was I was like oh there's Kirk's Enterprise uh, then it changes of course to the Enterprise D which as we all know was Picard's Enterprise from the next generation and it was class to see those two ships but if you look really closely at the first ship it is the original Enterprise but it's not the Enterprise that we would know from like the Star Trek movies back in the day or the original Star Trek series this is more of the Captain Pike Starship Enterprise from Star Trek Discovery. So that was a tasty little uh, callback to that, just to kind of meld those two universes together. I am actually, this is I even, mean, this shouldn't be part of this review, but I'm dying to see a Star Trek Pike standalone series. Hopefully that happens at some point. But I do digress. Picard pretty much gets kicked out of Starfleet like you can't talk the way you did about us and expect to come in here this isn't your house anymore you know uh, request denied so he gets kicked out of Starfleet command Uh, he does find out that and this isn't spoilers at all for us if you're fans of the series uh, we do know that what's going to happen Picard in the future he's he's as health wise he's as healthy as a horse for his age but he has got a a problem that's starting to set on as far as you know his mental capacity goes and it's kind of like uh, you know he's he's basically on the, the first stages of going downhill and uh yes we know that happens because we've seen the very last episode of Star Trek, The Next Generation. Last episode, Season 7. Uh, we discover that he, he does have this condition that's basically heading towards dementia, that sort of a thing. So we get the first signs of that in this episode. Uh, but again, that's no spoilers for anybody that knows the story of Picard. Um, so, Picard now finds out that he has got no support on Starfleet he needs a ship and he calls uh, an enemy that's going to help him and we'll just leave it at that point here Uh, basically whenever he goes to Star Trek Mountain as I like to call it that mountain and desert that's just you know you see it in most Star Trek episodes uh, for alien planets but they're setting it up now obviously this is on Earth so that's another criticism that I've seen online the show you know this location that they use at the end of the episode is a place that was always always alien planets and in a very iconic episode of the original series were called the the arena i believe picard had to fight an alien he was trapped in this planet alone with this alien and uh, they had to fight to the death it was basically the setup for it and yes uh that is why would that even be a criticism, it's Star Trek, it's just, you know, you need to leave your brain at the door for these shows the days of sitting down to watch something and enjoying it for what it seemed to have been, be gone uh, unfortunately, Uh, you know, I like my stuff to make sense too, but I can you know, science fiction, science fiction fantasy in particular I'm like, you know what, if they can build something that works within their universe and it's entertaining, I am on board for it but uh yes we do see picard heading towards the situation he's been forced into to get a starship that's pretty much where we leave him at in this episode dash's sister uh we discovered last week that she's on a borg cube that has been controlled by the romulans and it's like a, you know, it's like a research center and we discover that there's actually Borg still on the ship that have been severed from the collective um, you know, it's very vague on what they're giving away to this part of the, the series but, you know essentially what these guys are doing they're like scientists, that are trying to retrieve the bodies from the collective is what they're giving away in there. They're going in and they're removing the cybernetic parts from dead bodies of Borgs. And, you know, kind of releasing them as their perspective on it. But they do say at some point, you'll go through here. You know, it's sectioned off. And the leaders are telling the workers that, you know, once you go into this area, you will meet uh, members ex-members of the collective so you know we do see a few bodies about it's unclear as to whether they're actually dead bodies or they've been you know they've been operated on they've been knocked out it doesn't actually specify if they're dead or alive at this point we don't see any really moving bodies there's one guy in the background that you know can make the argument that he was a a Borg but mm, kind of thinking over it and I'm not sure in my head right now but yes, uh, yes, we we of discover that the the uh, Romulans are and everything up their eyeballs at them and uh, part of the whole Starfleet thing. Earlier in the episode, of the admiral kicks Picard out and tells him like, you know, you're not gonna, we're not gonna let you take a starship after talking nonsense about us. Kicks him out. She calls another admiral. Who's uh, a Romulan. And we discover that there's another Romulan. In her charge. In Starfleet. Who's been surgically altered. To look human. And not Romulan. And these guys. Know they're. The part of the Romulan secret police and the the underground cabal that's even deeper than the Romulan secret police and the reason i'm referring to them as Romulan secret police and the other cabal is because i cannot say the words of that names properly uh <laughs> but yes the Romulans are up to their eyeballs uh, there's a guy narak that's on the board cube who is you know at this point is uh trying to infiltrate and get hold of Daj's sister and figure out where the rest of these human androids are at and trying to get hold of, basically track down Bruce Maddox as well so there, the Romulans and Picard have the exact same mission here essentially and uh, it's a good show I really did enjoy this episode I did say at the very beginning that they had a huge, huge problem with this episode in particular, and it's quite simple, guys. There are two points. Within, before I do that. Sorry, I just think in there. There's something I need to correct from the episode one review of uh, Picard, and that was I was talking about the two alien servants that Picard has on his vineyard, and I referred to them as. Vulcans they're not Vulcans they're Romulans and uh, yes I don't know why I made that mistake I didn't even enter my head when I was doing that review that they could be Romulans (laughs) but they are indeed Romulans and I those two characters are absolutely fantastic in the series Uh, yes brilliant so to close out this episode let's talk about this problem that I have with Star Trek Picard. At this point. Well, the one and only criticism. I have about it. Is the same. Criticism that I have. About Star Trek Discovery. And that. Is the use. Of. Bad language. and the show. Now. You're going to be like. You're. It's, it's well seen. You've turned 41 today. You're an old 40 dotty. If you If you're going to complain about bad language. You know. That's. Incredibly stupid and childish sort of thing listen I'm all up for bad language if it works in the context of something like I am a huge Kevin Smith fan one of my favourite movies in the history of cinema is Clerks and I love all those Kevin Smith movies and you know if you're offended by bad language you're not going to last too long In a Kevin Smith movie. Uh, But that's not the point. The point is in this context. Is that it's Star Trek. This is not something that is part of Star Trek. It's not something that works for Star Trek. And I just felt that it's badly out of place. It's like the whole... I don't know. It's like what I said at the start. About making online content. The more controversial you can make something, the more popular it's going to be. And I kind of feel as like they're using that sort of thing for star trek we're going to vulgarize this hope maybe more people will watch it and it just it didn't work there's two different points two different characters the first person that you drops the f-bomb is the romulan that works for captain picard they're in dash's house and they're investigating and she does like a scan of the sitting room and the scan fails and she's like cheeky efforts, and I'm like oh gosh up to this point you were doing so well you know the, the dialogue was Star Trek through and through we had Picard and through a Dixon Hill moment that was you know just calling back the the old uh, you know Star Trek Next Generation episodes where they'd go to the holodeck and they'd be dressed up as the private eye you know all this sort of stuff was good and it was doing well and then she drops the F-bomb and I'm just like that was no need for that whatsoever the second time is the Admiral that kicks Picard out of Starfleet and she loses the head and she's you know Picard puts his proposal forward and she's unhappy, and she's the sheer and ignorance of you walking on here kind of and I'm like oh there was absolutely no need for that at all I'm just like that does not work for Star Trek and you know it happened a few times and uh, Discovery as well and you know I was just and Discovery in particular when they dropped the F-bomb and I'm just like "Ah." you know they're obviously trying to push the vulgar humour for a new generation Sort of the thing. And I'm all on for. You know. Mixing, something up. And making it appeal to someone other than myself. Um But. You know. It has to be from the context. Of the series. The shows. The movies. You know. Wherever you're at. Whatever you're doing. If it doesn't work for. The, the show. I just. Oh, I was. So let down. Because of that. In this episode. And I'm like. Oh, and I'm so glad it wasn't Picard that dropped the F-bomb. Because, you know what? If it was, I think I would clock out of the series. simply because of that. And it's, and again, it's not because... It's bad language. I love clerks, for God's sake. If bad language is going to annoy me, like I I would never watch any of Kevin Smith's stuff. But it has no place in Star Trek. And... You know, I highly doubt that the producers of Star Trek Picard or Discovery will ever see this video. But if they do, that's the one thing I want to give you guys. The shows that you're making at the minute is, you know, they're so much better than the movies at this point. Uh, I liked the the J.J. Abrams reboot in Star Trek. It worked. Star Trek and the Darkness kind of worked. The last one was... <laughs> I could take it or leave it. But Discovery and Picard at this point is hitting a 9 out of 10 for me right now. And it would get a full 10 out of 10 if you would keep the bad language out. No bad language, Star Trek, we don't need it. This has been a production of Coins Age Media. Thank you so much for listening.